What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Hooplex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. So my name is Jarrell. Oh, my name is Jonathan Brown. I'm Damon Creighton. And I'm Jalen Horn. All right, so before before we start, um, I'm just going to let y'all know like what the podcast is going to be. As I said, it's going to be wrestling and basketball. We're going to give y'all news, um, different and really interesting stories. We're going to do different lists, like top fives, top ten, stuff like that. And then as far as like what specifics we going into, we're going to talk about the NBA, WNBA, basketball side wrestling, uh, WWE, of course, AEW, and uh, ain't nobody watching TNA in 2021. At least I hope y'all not watching it. But that that's 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 when we're going to cover. Uh, but before we start on a serious note, um, to the family and friends of Terrence Clark, I just want to say that um, – my thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, for those of y'all that didn't hear, uh, Terrence Clark was a 19-year-old prospect from Kentucky. He had just entered into the draft, and he was in a car accident last night and unfortunately passed away. Um, every, that really hurts to hear, honestly. Um, I, I, I was shocked. But um, to ESPN, NBA, when it, when it comes to the draft, please – I know that y'all probably going to do this anyway, but please – do not hoard BJ Boston about this. Like I, I know y'all probably gonna do it anyway, but just don't. Um, it's it's way too soon to be doing that anyway. But yeah, it's it's, it's a sad situation, really. But let, let's start this off right. Uh, we're gonna talk about the WNBA first. Now I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm a bit of a casual. This is my first time really being a fan of the WNBA, so. Damon and John are going to really carry this part of this part of the show. But first, let's talk about the draft. Um, the only two players that I knew from the draft were Charlie Collier and Ari McDonald. But I know that Damon and John, they know a lot. So I'm going to let y'all two handle that. Yeah, I only know one player, too. So. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, you can kick it off. Okay. So WBA draft just happened. And the number one overall pick was on Charlie Collier from Texas. Um, I think that's a good pick for the Dallas Wings. Uh, the Dallas Wings, they do need help uh, in the post. And I think Dallas Wings is a promising team. They got uh, Enrique Ogubale from Notre Dame. I think they got uh, Bella from, from I think, Princeton or Harvard. And uh, they also got – um. This girl from Brazil who went to Oregon. So, and now they got Charlie Collier and also Awa Collier from this as the second pick, who's 19 years old from Finland. So, Dallas Wings, very promising team coming up. Uh, my expectation from them is to make the playoffs. So, what do you think about that, Damon? I agree because Charlie Collier and Awa Kier are huge additions to them. And not only that, at number five there, or not, I think it was number five, um, Chelsea Dungy, 21 points a game, adding 39% from the three-point line and getting Dana Evans, another good facilitator, 20 points a game. And she's 5'6", but I'm just watching her highlights because I really majorly watched the tournament and she attacks the basket so well for her size. So I think this is definitely a team to watch. Um, they're young. They got a lot of good talent out of this draft. Oh, most definitely. Like, Dallas Wings, they have to show up this season. They, oh, can't, they can't miss the playoffs. No they way. Can't. Nah. 
and they just got the and they just got a new coach. Um, I think she was an assistant coach for the Las Vegas Aces and went to Louisiana Tech. So, come on now, you gotta make the playoffs. <laughs> you have to make the playoffs. And, uh, All right, I I got something to say about Dallas. So, I'm perfectly fine with Charlie Collier going number one. That that's that's perfect. Um, in her senior season, she averaged about 21 points and 12 boards. She was the only player in NCAA to do that this season. She was shooting 51 percent from the field, about 31 percent from three. So she's a six five center that can shoot threes, and she had a career high of 44 points this season which is something that nobody else in texas history male or female has done however i'm i'm fine with charlie going number one the uh the number two pick i, I didn't know who she was but i'm sure she's a great prospect however dallas had the first two picks in the draft and didn't draft Ari mcdonald i'm 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 upset about that like i'm glad she's going to atlanta because once i go back to morehouse i can watch her play myself but nah, I'm I'm sorry, bro. Like Ariel McDonald should have been either number one or number two. She's going to torch that franchise for the rest of her career. Um, that that girl is raw. Like after what I saw on the tournament, she should have been number one or number two. Like she she, I'm glad that she was in the top five, but she should have been one or two. She actually fell to number three. That that's all I have to say on that. That that's uh. I mean, I understand your point. I understand your point. Uh, lefty, she can drive to the basket. She can attack. She can drive. She can pass the ball, find open look for her teammates. Uh, I, I can understand your point of her going number one, but I don't agree 100% though. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. It's just she should have been one of those top two. That, that's just how I feel. That That's just me. But speaking of the WNBA, let's talk about these brand new uniforms that they just dropped. Some of them were a miss, but I'm gonna tell y'all right now, Chicago's were the best. That's fine. Chicago, Chicago's new ones, those were the best to come out this year. Uh, Chicago, I like their black uniforms. I like their black uh, uniforms, man. But I don't know about their white uniforms. I mean, the font uh, just threw me off. Cause that new that new blue one that just came out is hard. Oh, the shot. Yeah, that's hard. And then the other ones, um, Phoenix. There's is good, but it's just essentially a Suns jersey. Uh, I didn't really like Minnesota's at all, cause it's it's just the old Timberwolves jersey, and I didn't like those. But, um, yeah. So my top five: Phoenix, Chicago. Atlanta, Atlanta, the Sparks, and the Seattle Storm for me. Okay. Uh, my best uniforms, the ones that I think were cool, the New York Liberty. New York Liberty, I like them. I like the color scheme, the font, uh, especially the equality with the adding of the logo on there. Uh, I like that. Uh, Phoenix was cool. Their jerseys were cool. I didn't like the, um, the white uniforms for Phoenix because of the ad, the fries logo, that threw me off. Um, the Mystics jerseys, I thought they were pretty cool, except the, the Rebel edition, the one that said Rise on it. Uh, I, that, that threw me off. Uh, the reason 
why it threw me off because uh uh one the color of the red it looks like a like orange or peach but the navy the dark navy blue i like it um they also had the 19th amendment one there um that's cool and all but black women weren't able to vote until the voting rights act in 1965 yeah. so i thought they should have added that on there but uh there was also news about the Dallas Wings, their alternate jersey. So basically they had to uh, get rid of it. They had to get rid of their alternate jersey, like the, the green one with the, with the star on it. They had to get rid of it because um, the jersey that they were honoring, uh, it was, um, I forget, it was something that they were honoring. And they were honoring like a, like a military group for women but the military group for that for that woman, uh, they excluded black women from there. And you can't just represent a jersey yeah, right. that symbolizes that military group, but they were excluding black women because the color of their skin. That you exactly. can't rep it today while saying, oh, it's woman empowerment. No, that's enough enough for me. So I'm glad right. they shoved it, they got rid of it. And yeah, man. And they didn't do the research. Like they like how how you a whole organization <laughs> and you you can't even do research, man. So the group that they were representing was the it was uh the woman air force service pilots. Yeah, so it was called out by Kelsey Bone, former WNB All-Star, who put the problem out on Twitter like yo you can't have a jersey that celebrates an organization that crawls out black women so that's a no-no for me so I'm glad they got rid of the jersey mm -hmm. I, that's weird that's how do you not do your research on that but one last WNBA question I just thought about Damon and John how do y'all feel about Candace Parker in Chicago I think that that is the best news for Natasha Mack, I think. Um, I think adding Candace Parker to that team already with Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, now you got Shyla Hill and Natasha Mack coming in there, defensive player, <clears throat> defensive player of the year. She's coming in there. I think Candace will do a great job helping her out offensively. And I think that team is another team to look out for this year. This they they gotta do something with that team. Um uh, for me, uh, I saw that coming. Um, especially when um the Sparks hired Derek Fisher as the head coach. I was like, that's not gonna go well with Candace Parker and then Derek Fisher. Like you go to hire Derek Fisher who failed with the Knicks and think they're gonna he's gonna come in with the Los Angeles Sparks and have a good playoff run. The first year when he came in, they got swept by Connecticut. Like he just gave up. I think it was game three. He gave up game three. He benched Candace Parker. And I was like, what 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 are you doing? What do you, you you benched Candace Parker? You benched the Ogumake sisters. Like what, what are we doing? This is Connecticut. Y'all beat them at home. They're, they're not good in away games. Like, what are we, like, what are we doing? 
And then they had um the whole uh, Penny Toller controversy in the locker room, her saying the N-word, and that was weird, but like, you know, you gotta be professional with that. And so it was it was something I saw coming. And I'm not surprised about her leaving and going to Chicago. She's from Chicago. That's her hometown. She definitely wants to play there. Everybody wants to play for their hometown. So it was it was understandable. All right. Um so we talked about Charlie Collier a little bit, and I mentioned that her career high 44 was the most by any Texas volunteer. Wait, they are the volunteers, right? Well, whatever that thing is. Longhorns. But oh yeah, oh yeah, Longhorns, Longhorns, my fault, my fault. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, one of those players that did not hit that 44 that Charlie Collier hit is um. Uh, the Slim Reaper himself, Kevin Durant. Now, there there used to be a time where Kevin Durant just used to not speak to the media that often. He wouldn't be too active on social media, and now we can't get him to stop. Um, first, I, first I want to talk about th- this whole podcast incident with the top five. Um, so for those of y'all that didn't hear, I think it was the day after Katie got hurt again. He went on his podcast, and the podcast host that asked him what was his top five players that he's ever ever played with, his top five teammates. So, of course, at one and two, he had Kyrie and Harden because he couldn't put his brand-new teammates lower than that. Steph at number three, Clay at number four, and then he stopped and hesitated. And this man straight up said Serge Ibaka at number five. So the podcast host called him out about it, saying, like, you forgot about Russ. And then Katie was like, oh, yeah, I'm tripping my bad. I'm glad y'all called me out for that. He ain't forget Russ. There, There's no way that you can forget Russell Westbrook when you spent eight years with the man. I'm, I, I just, nah, I, I refuse to believe he actually forgot. Uh, let me, I want to see what Jay got to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. First off, I watch that podcast a lot with uh, Gilly and Wallow. So they have everybody on there. So he, I was watching it when the first dropped. And I'm like, okay, Steph, Kyrie, you know, that's fair. I'll give him that. Then it got to four, and I was like, uh, okay, you know, where's Russ? You know, that's yeah. my guy, too. So I'm just like, I'm like, all right. So he says, Serge, and I'm just like, Ibaka. Like, he was – that's like me going to school with my people – and they tell me who was my best player I played with. And I named somebody that played, like, one game out of the whole. Like, I just feel like he does it to be petty, but I just don't understand why he did it. And I, for him to say he forgot is total yeah. BS, man. Because, like, if we're being honest, he should have been ahead of Clay. I, I, I'm just – because, like, Russell and him built that franchise. That's You can't – that's like LeBron saying uh, – let me not use LeBron. I'll use Steph Curry. Who's the top five players? Uh, Draymond, uh, Kevin Durant, Sean Livingston, uh, Andre Godala, and Andrew Bogut. Like, and you just not gonna mention Clay as your other. Like, I just think it was. I think it was petty. And Katie's a petty person. We can see that off social media and stuff like that. But any Sergi Baca, that really pissed me off as a fan, bro. No, I like Serge, but that really just pissed me off because out of all the players you could have said, you said Serge Ibaka. 
So I think he did it to be paid, hey. honestly, man. It was crazy about him saying he forgot as if when he played with Serge Ibaka, Russ was on the team. So you had to reference that team. So, like, how do you miss that? I'd even put him – actually, no, I wouldn't put him above – yeah, I, I honestly would put him above Kyrie only for the fact that he played longer with Russ and Russ was playing at an MVP level. So it's not like he sucked when they were playing. Exactly. Like, no, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And we have one more Katie incident. This happened a couple days ago. Uh, I'm gonna read this tweet. Um, it says some somebody tweeted Kevin Durant was better than Steph Curry both those years. Everybody knows it, bro. Don't try and kid yourself. This motherfucker Curry needed another MVP and three All-Stars to get the job done. Curry's trash ass. And you know who liked the tweet? Evan Durant. I don't get it. I don't get it. John, John, what what, what you thinking, bro? Because this, this is, nah. Uh, I kind of have an opposite opinion. Uh, I think Kevin Durant, he's a grown man, and he can do whatever he wants on social media whatever he want to say on podcasts, on any radio show. Do I think he's wrong about, you know, the Russell Westbrook thing? Yeah. Is Kevin Durant, you know, having an opinion about Curry being trash and him needing three All-Stars, is that opinion wrong? Yeah. Like, Curry really didn't need Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant can do whatever he wants on social media. He can like that tweet. That's him. That's, that's what he thinks. You know, nobody can tell him, oh, you can't like this. You can't do this. No. He's, what, 35 years old? He's 35 years old. He operates on his own. As we go, we already saw his two free agency decisions went from OKC to Golden State and then from Golden State to Brooklyn. I won't be surprised if he goes to another team. Like, he operates on his own. We already saw that when he was battling back and forth between him and Michael Rappaport and him and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised what Kevin Durant is doing. This is just him being him. Because remember, early in his career, he was labeled as the nice guy. <laughs> like, he was labeled as the nice guy. Like, oh, he's so nice. He's a nice person. And Kevin Durant was like, uh, y'all not going to label me something that I'm not really in. <laughs> so I'm just going to be me, and y'all not going to like it. And I don't care because I'm a grown man, and I'm going to write on my own. I'm from PG County. From C Pleasant. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna act like I'm from C Pleasant. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I kind of respect it looking at it from that standpoint. But if you just listen to some of the stuff KD has said, then then you just get like, all right, come on, bro. Because I, I think Shannon Sharp said it himself. He said KD not happy unless he's unhappy. And that's that's borderline true at this point. Because it's, it's always something now. Like, ever since he left OKC, it's always something. Like, in in regards to the tweet, man, I'm, I'm going to say this, and a lot of people will agree, KD needed Golden State more than Golden State needed KD. I, I, I think that. that's kind of obvious. Because, you know, the 3-1 lead, they blew that, but, I mean – 
it's so much you can do against LeBron James. Plus, they did they did beat him before. Like, you know, personally, man, because I, I was going for the Cavs in that series, but personally, I think if Draymond don't get ejected, oh, we no. telling it we we telling a different story right now. Oh honestly. no, I don't know. You talking about the Cavs? You think you think if Oklahoma would have played LeBron, they would have lost? Ah, uh, cause wait, did cause did Kyrie and Kyrie yeah, and Kayla play right? Oklahoma didn't blow that lead. You got them losing to Cleveland in the finals. Yeah. Um. That- to be honest, I'm I'm kind of on the fence because like, yeah. you know, the thing about Russ and KD, I think, yeah. I think that is I don't think that it was that KD couldn't win the title with Russ. I just don't think that KD and Russ could win a title by themselves. Like, I I know Kawhi and uh, Kyle Lowry did it, but. Russ and KD were not going to win a title with Serge Ibaka as their third option. Like they they needed somebody else. I don't even. Well, if you think about the Toronto thing, then oh, you yeah. got to think like Fred Van Fleet got a contract off, and Pascal Siakam uh, tricked everybody that series because he went off, and then after that, I don't know what happened. But yeah, I I think that was easier for Kawhi, but I just feel like Kevin Durant saying he couldn't win. And then in the, in the um podcast, he was saying he wanted guys that wanted to win. I'm just yeah. like, dude, like y'all were up three one. Like Russell had a lot of bad games, and I I'm, I know the stats, so you got to tell me. But KD was wasn't doing too hot either. Exactly. So, but you know, Russ gets to blame for it. But I think KD likes the easy way out of things. But he a grown man, like Jonathan said. So like. He gonna do what he wanna yeah. do. You can't stop him from tweeting and making remarks. I don't like Shannon Sharp most of the time. So I mean, like people gonna tweet what they wanna tweet. So PG County, like you said, they don't care over there. Man, but I, I get it. I get it. I just wish he didn't say so much. You know. Next up, let's let's talk about the playoffs because this this is a really really interesting situation this season right now because we got a lot of stars injured. You know, AB just came back last night. Jamal Murray's most likely gonna be out for the season. Um, I don't know. I think Donovan Mitchell like just missed a huge injury. Um, I'm 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 nervous, man. I I really don't think that any of the teams that we expect to be those top teams in the playoffs are going to be those top teams with all the injuries. Cause we still, we ha- we still haven't seen LeBron yet. So um, I don't know about the Lakers, honestly. Uh, I, I don't think that, yeah, I, I don't, I honestly don't believe in Brooklyn or the Lakers right now. Um, with Harden still out, Brooklyn definitely not winning the title. That, that's just how I feel. But who who do y'all have as the champs? If Brooklyn is all Brooklyn. on the court at the same Brooklyn. time, I don't think there's anybody that can Philly, like I Philly is doing good, but like it's Brooklyn. Like they got the best three ISO players in the league. And they got shooters. Like once they all like he said, if they all play together, bro, nobody can stop that. Not even LA, bro. Because yeah, I don't no. think I think. All together, like I think Brooklyn has only played up until this point like ten games with all three of them on the floor at the same time, like not hurt. 
So I was like, we don't even know the full potential of like what could be. And I think from based off Harden's injury, they're not really going to have that opportunity until the playoffs. So when that time comes, we'll see. But I know for one thing, I know for sure that the Lakers will not win the championship. I told, I could have told y'all that at the end of the season last year. Brooklyn was 15 and one without Kevin Durant for a stretch which is Kyrie and Harden. So that's just saying, like, if he plays in those games, they 16. Like, they're you know, one without Kevin Durant. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, but my thing is, I just don't think all three, like, if they don't have all three, I just don't think that they'll win it because there will be some scoring missing. Like, they're doing great right now, but – there will be something missing. It's always been something missing. Like we, like Damon said, they've only played what ten games together, and you know, KD is out again. Harden's out indefinitely. So it's just Kyrie and what fake Griffin right now. Jeez. Yeah, Joe Harris is an excellent manager. Man. Oh yeah, Joe Harris. Yeah, he stepped up huge in this but, in this in this period when them on and off the court. He's been a consistent go-to guy. Yeah. Wait, so who do y'all have coming out the West? In that case, Lakers. I got Lakers coming out the West, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna win the finals. Yeah, the West is really tough right now. Cause yeah. I like. Do you do you all think any teams out of the that'll be coming out of the play in tournament will make a significant difference in the playoffs? Because right uh, now it, it would be so the play in would be Golden State versus uh, versus the Spurs and Dallas versus Memphis, and then obviously the winners of those two would. Um, uh, so if the winner of the Memphis Dallas game would go to play Phoenix. Who do they play if they win? The winner Utah? of the Golden State and the loser of the Memphis game would play Utah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about Luka Magic. My only year. team is he, He's been great That's as usual, but I just don't see I mean, him Memphis is fun to watch. making that much of a difference um, this year. But Golden State is like my only the West really is tough. Um, I have absolutely no faith in the Clippers, as no one else does. Um, no. Kawhi, you know, Kawhi going to do what he do. But, you know, he got his front court partner, you know. Pandemic P. No. <laughs> no. No. Call it. And, until Paul George can show me something. If, if he can play one good series, Maybe. But then again, Paul George ain't never has has not had a consistent series since like 2014. So I I don't I don't see it. So if I had to pick somebody to come out the West right now, honestly, it'd be I because the thing about Utah awesome. is that they need Donovan Mitchell. So without without Donovan Mitchell, I don't see them. I just you don't want to yeah. honestly I I honestly would have to go with Phoenix because oh they're I mean they were a great team already like they eight went eight and zero in the bubble 
and then they add Chris Paul to the team, and they what? Aren't they second in the conference right now? Yeah, they second. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't see them winning a title, but I think this is Chris Paul's chance to actually make it to the finals this time. So you said, uh, you said yeah. Phoenix. What did everybody? Else? Who said the Lakers? Was it Jonathan? And then who said the other one? Because I didn't pick one yet. Damon, who'd you say? Um, if if Jamal Murray hadn't been hurt, I would have said Denver. But I I gotta say it'll either be Utah or the Clippers because I I feel like this is the Clippers' last chance to save their next seven years. Because if they do not win a championship, it is championship or bust for the Clippers this year because their future is doomed beyond beyond this season. Because I think if they do not win. One of the, I think Kawhi will leave. Okay, so you said okay. I hate to say this, oh, it, it kills me. I think the Clippers <laughs> might come out. That's it's, it's like I hate to say it, but it's like I hate Paul George, and I, <laughs> I will find that out shortly. But I, like this is LA's hurt. I don't. I didn't think LeBron and them were going to repeat anyway, but. Utah is just not good for TV, mm-hmm. so the NBA would not let that happen. Uh, and the Clippers have like the easiest. The only issue with them is Phoenix, and they can easily beat Phoenix, I think. Because aside, I think they could be Paul George plays one good series. God forbid, they're gonna go straight through the West, bro. Yeah, because right now their side of the bracket, they would play. Portland in their first series, and then they would play the winner of Utah and Golden State or Dallas or Memphis. So they would literally have a pretty easy cruise to, because Portland's a joke. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy yeah. about my decision, okay. but it, it just makes it's like don't it, like if they don't make it, it'd be really unfortunate because of how easy their path is. Yeah, um, I'm I'm for sure clowning them. Like I clowned them last last season, but this season, if they actually don't do anything in the playoffs, it's bad. So, okay, so honestly, with with that argument, I can't even say finals wise who I got in the West. So I'm gonna just say Phoenix versus the Clippers in the conference finals. That's about as far as I can go right now, honestly. I'm gonna go with Clippers and Lakers yeah. in the conference finals. I'll say Clippers and uh, man. I want I want I I want to say Denver so bad. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, not without Jamal Murray. Bro. I I I know, bro. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to say Clippers and uh, in Phoenix. Then. Okay, I'll go with John. I'll say Clips and Lakers. Back back to the East. Clips. It it has to be Philly and yeah. Brooklyn. I, I see it no other way, because uh, the Bucks. I don't. I don't trust Giannis in the playoffs. Um, the New York Knicks. Um, they'll. They'll. They're great for the regular season, but uh, they're still the Knicks at the end they're of the day. The um, <laughs> they're gonna beat the Hawks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> on, of course. Of course. Oh God. Um, Boston at this point is 
a poverty playoff franchise. So um, right now they already they are poverty poverty playoff franchise. I don't know about that. poverty playoffs. Three poverty playoffs. <laughs> That's a re- so explain that Boston Boston <laughs> is one of those teams where they should be like one of the going into like a top seed, but they're six right now. Jason Tatum's been playing well. Jalen Brown's been playing well. Kimba is still basically doing cardio right now. Um, I mean, I'm basically all they've done really is get rid of Daniel Tice and Evan Fournier was a decent pickup, but it's not going to do much for him. Um, I just think they should have done more in free agency to help the team. Cause right now they kind of stuck in limbo. They just going to be one of those teams that makes the playoffs. And I, I don't, I don't see anything really happening for them in the near future. I don't, I don't think, but you got to think like when they traded for Kimba, he wasn't supposed to get hurt like this. So it's kind of like a toss-up with that. I think just straight, man. It's just a one. It's a bad season. They should be better, but I think this team, this is one of their worst teams in the past like four years. To me, like the team that didn't that, that Kyrie was out for the whole season when it was just scary Terry and uh, who was that twenty seventeen when they went yeah. uh Cleveland. That team was better than this yeah. team, but and, yeah, I don't want to say probably. I mean, yeah, it could be a higher seed, but you gotta remember. COVID affected like seven players on their team. Like Jason Tatum got That's COVID. I got a story time for that of how I almost got COVID. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, like he didn't he say like he has to use like an inhaler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did say that. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, COVID affects a whole team. Like, their winning status, their their seating. Like, it's it's just crazy. And poverty, that's just, ooh, that's an exaggeration. Man, because when I said poverty, I'm not thinking, like, poverty isn't, like, actually, I wouldn't even go as far as to call the Pistons a poverty franchise no more. We just, it's, it's just the Fade for K campaign, but, like, the T-Wolves. I wasn't thinking that far. I'm thinking, like, okay, they're still a playoff team, but they're not a good playoff team type of thing. Because they're, like, a few games away. Like, they're a couple losses away from having to play in the playing tournament right now. And honestly – well, I can see them coming out the playoff tournament because right now it's Miami, Chicago, the Pacers, and Wizards. And with LaMelo coming back, I could see Charlotte being a threat. Uh, Miami, it, it'd be a seven-game series, so I, I would have to see. But ugh, not poverty in the way y'all think, though. <laughs> I think Boston just needs a real facilitating point guard because, like, re- if we're really thinking about it, like, Kemba is a short shooting guard. He's not – I feel like he's not really a facilitator for that offense. 
So who would you say they should pick up then? Um, like just in the draft general, or just that that they could actually make that move for. I'm trying to think because a lot of their pieces are kind of. Because I don't, I don't yeah. want them to lose Smart. Because Smart is a super. I mean, they got Carson player. Edwards. Um, who would fit that? Yeah, I was gonna say like they have some guys that, in the future, I think will have a decent impact in that regard. I just feel like Kemba should yeah. not be playing the one. <laughs> I, I have faith in Kemba. Um, I know, of course, the injury played a part in it, but. If you had told me that Charlotte would have won that signing trade, I I I wouldn't know what to tell you. Cause yeah, cause they won yeah. that. They won that big time. Yeah, I love that team. Bro. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I love. Charlotte. I love that team. I, I they can't break that team up. I I I thought Devontae was gonna have to leave at first. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was gonna be the odd man out. But it's working for now, man. So yeah, bro, them, them boys are insane. Gordon Hayward going crazy. Miles Bridges dunking on everybody. Omelo about to come back soon. It's it's bad. That's yeah, that's a real fun team. Crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry. Real tight. Hey, well. That covers the basketball sections today. So now we're about to get into a conversation that really could go just about anywhere on the wrestling side. Uh, we're going to talk about WrestleMania 37. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, we're going to start off with night one because night two is <laughs> things going to get real hectic. Uh, I guess we'll just go down the matches for now. Um will leave a podcast if we get hectic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right. Uh, what about Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre? What, what did y'all think? What happened needed to happen. I think. Um, I I will give it to Drew. Drew carried the whole the whole pandemic era with running that title because I didn't know how that was gonna go, but it was it was it was yeah. it was Bobby's story. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have lost that night. I I would have been pissed. Yeah, cause them them breaking up the hurt business, I'm still pissed off about that. Like, I don't I don't get the perp. Like, I don't I don't get it, bro. Like, they was the only things <laughs> that made Raw watchable. Like, that show is hot garbage, and they took the best thing that was with it and just gave it up. But back to the match, um, I really would have been pissed if Drew won, cause I I mean I'm a fan of Drew, but that would have meant that like he won he won the title three times since last WrestleMania. Plus, like, Bobby just won it, so I really like, would have been pissed. Like, I would have understood, but I would have been mad. All right. So, there, there's that. Um, I don't even know what to call this next. Uh, this tag team turmoil, I don't, I don't even know, bro. No. <laughs> Throw it in the garbage. I, I don't know. Nah. Uh, the Riot Squad should have won that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no comment. That's... <laughs> I mean, Mandy Rose <laughs> fell on the stage and bust her ass. That's about that's that's about the only memorable thing that happened. So, um, 
no comment. That's all I can really say. But what I do have a lot of comments about was Cesaro versus that Seth Rollins. Match. Hey, hey, hey! Nice. That match was tough. That that was not nah, yeah. yeah, I, I watched that match work. Like up up until uh, I wouldn't say up until the main event. I thought that was gonna be the one that stole the show. Actually, no, before the main event. But we are gonna talk about that later. I thought that match was gonna be the best of the night. In the best of both nights, but uh, then I got surprised. Um, Cesaro is not <laughs> human. Like that, that that little that little spin thing he had. On, oh like, yeah, he had stuff on his shoulders, and then like he had his hands on his hip, bro. That was, was oh, cool. bro, that was so sweet. All right, next up, uh, the tag team title match between AJ Styles and Omos versus the New Day. Um. Which what, I I have some thoughts, but I want to see what you have to say first. They were like heels in the match. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, they were yeah. they were on the heel side of the it ring a, during tag team dynamic. match. They were preventing almost from getting tagged in, and the crowd was cheering for almost. And I was like, wait a minute! I thought the new day were faces. Hold on, but it was an okay match. It could have been better because you know it's like. AJ Styles, who's it's AJ Styles, and then you got Kofi Kingston, a former WWE champion. Like, okay, like it's gonna be something here, like something entertaining. And it, was, it was just mediocre. Yeah, I just I just kind of feel like AJ must have gotten in trouble or something because I mean he probably did like what all the two moves for real. I mean, like I like I like the almost part because he just came in and just murdered everybody. Like that little backbreaker thing he did, bro. Like, cause I was watching it with my cousin, my sister, my girl. The backbreaker, like we legit thought something had went wrong. Like that's just how good it looked. But I mean, they did AJ Styles so dirty, bro. Like he's one of the best wrestlers of all time, and he basically just got yeah. beat up for like ten minutes. He needs to. Uh, WWE, WWE okay. wasted too many talents, bro. Is got here, and he hasn't had a run in like how many years? It's been too long. I know that. Yeah, like first year and a half here was great, or the year or two years in this. Man. I don't know, man. Yeah. He's older, but they just stink. <laughs> Does anybody else kind of like feel really? It was kind of like want 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 with almost his finisher. Hey. I was expecting like I, I don't know like because it was it was just like the two hand choke slam and I was like, hey, <laughs> like these these big old men. I mean, but he is like him. seven three. Don't makes him a little bit more. So like that's baiting like that's borderline like falling off a ladder. So I get it. I mean, for how big he is, I'm just thinking about, like, the Great Khali. Like, it was only so much he could probably do. Because, like, Great Khali literally could (laughs) not move. So, But I always thought his back was broke whenever he was wrestling because his vertebrae just looked so out of whack. Next match, uh... I was actually surprised that this was actually decent. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in the steel cage. 
I think this was like one of only two stipulations. Uh, Shaman Man is legitimately crazy. <laughs> he getting too old for that shit. <laughs> like, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm, bro. Yeah, like, look, too- I think the cage is like 20 feet tall. And just literally just is- do the man right down. But that that whole little thing when like Braun Strowman like ripped the cage up, bro. I, w- I was kind of concerned about it because I'm like, I mean, everybody just going to assume yeah. it's like aluminum foil or something. But it did look cool. But, I mean, for the buildup for that, like, it was an anti-bullying story. Like, nah, that made no sense. Like, then dude, like, Shane man coming out with the Nickelodeon slime, putting it all over LeBron Strowman out of no, like, I don't. Then you got uh, Elias and um, Captain Maga uh, just <laughs> out there for God knows why. Yeah. Bro, speaking of, he should have been released, yeah. but we're gonna talk about those later. But, all right, let's let's I'm gonna talk about my second favorite match of the night now. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus the Miz. <laughs> I said on that one. Hey, that out, man. Hey, top tier. I want to see Bad Bunny wrestle again, bro. Dog, we get that day. Uh, that Canadian dessert, that Canadian dessert on the outside, bro. Ten years, dude. The last time I seen that was in TNA. Bro, I mean, like Adam Cole doing the NXT, like that's his move. So he do it just about every week. And then, like, if you watch AEW, they find a way to just they use it at least six <laughs> times a match, bro. Every match. Like, I like <laughs> AEW, but that's the one thing that pissed me off, bro. Like, it's nothing but Canadian destroyers for real, but. Bad Bunny, I I wasn't expecting much. I definitely wasn't expecting that, bro. Like he did that little Falcon Arrow, and then that uh that cross body, bro. Top tier. Like I wish Damian Priest had done a little more, but can we talk about Miz and Morrison entrance right quick? Yeah, bro? that was weird. Like all them bunnies holding their their mask. That was really weird. And one of the one of the masks fell off, and and they were just jumping around and. I was like, like, who are they? Like, they really, and I have a feeling that all of them were from NXT or like performance center training. You know, like, because you know, like when they bring out the Probably. security, they're like usually yeah. from independent or from NXT performance center. So you're like, you're looking at which one, which one do I know? Which one do I know? Now you see the bunnies coming out, and I'm like, no way. Like, imagine you in a performance center, you training. Every day, and they're like, "All right, you're gonna have a WrestleMania appearance." You're thinking, "Oh, they're gonna call me up." Nah, put on this bunny suit and just hop in the ring like a bunny. Like, <laughs> I will be pissed, bro. I I don't know what the point was. Like, I know they made that little song, that little diss track to Bad Bunny. It wasn't good anyway, but like, then they performed a song like. Miz and Morrison combined, like, had one of the best entrances ever. And instead of letting them do that, you let you make them perform this little song. Nah. Like, speaking spent, like, no. Man. I don't, I don't know why they did that. Um, 
but the the takeaway is Bad Bunny is the best celebrity wrestler of all time. Um, the only person who ever came close was probably Pat McAfee, and that's really it. But Bad Bunny is officially the goal of celebrity pro wrestlers, and I, I want to see him again. But now let, let's move on to my favorite match of both nights, the main event of night one, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The first time two black women ever main evented a WrestleMania, the first singles women's match in WrestleMania in your main event history. And it was the best match of both nights. I'm not just saying that because they black women. I mean, that's part of it, but Bianca Belair is ridiculously strong. Like when she, like when uh, Sasha Banks did that suicide dive and then like she picked her up, like Bianca picked her up and literally carried her back into the ring, bro. But that that <laughs> hair whip, that's what that that was my main takeaway, bro. Oh, like I don't I don't care what anybody left. says. That shit was a gunshot. That was not her hair. <laughs> like I'm like people were saying it was a thigh slap or something. Like no, that was straight up her hair. Not a thigh. Like, and then you saw the welt on Sasha Bank. Man. Top tier, bro. Bianca Belair, like she's my favorite women's wrestler right now, bro. I'm, I was over the moon, bro. Like I was legit trying not to cry when she won. I'm not even gonna hold you. I was, I tweeted like her okay. name like 15 times and like, like I cried. I was, I, I, I cried, y'all. <laughs> I cried. You know the pyro went off. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Excited, you know. The the main event was better than the triple match at WrestleMania, the triple threat at WrestleMania 35. I mean, the ending was great. I mean, Michael Cole ruined it, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you, her dad almost jumped over the barricade. I mean, security held him back. But I didn't I didn't like security holding her dad back. I wanted him to go over, jump in the ring, and pick Bianca up and just celebrate. You know, I, and the pyro going on. We haven't seen pyro in in a year we haven't seen fans so i cried and then i realized like yo black women don't have this opportunity in wwe i mean we, we went from from what jacqueline jazz uh who else was black in wwe um uh layla wasn't black yeah, Layla was. She was British. I'm trying to think. And we, we uh, British. Yeah, no, Jacqueline, Jazz. Um, and Alicia Fox. That's the point. Alicia Fox should have been. And, but they put her as a, 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 a wedding planner, and with an Edge Big Girls married wedding, and the Edge cheated on Vicky oh. with Alicia Fox. So I was like, okay, Alicia getting a push. No, they just made her. They just buried her. Like. They just throw out the go. We had Naomi. She had a oh, run, but it wasn't WrestleMania. It was just like a random pay per view, a random SmackDown to win the championship. Yeah, she got the she got the she got the championship win at a uh, yeah she got thirty three I think. But did she? She it wasn't a long run. I think she lost it. Oh, run. oh yeah. 
I was gonna say I knew, I knew there was something. Oh, and then, uh, no. was, oh my like, god! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I know. <laughs> The front the back door count. Her shoulders weren't even on the ground. <laughs> she did a split on her opponent. Opponent she was, was face down and looked at the ref and yelled out loud on live television. Count. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never heard it, that. it was literally oh, a meme for like a good two years. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Bro, when they put Alicia Fox with um, Noam Dark, and like he literally was like Alicia Fox, like, and it was she was like he was like a joke mm-hmm. on with the two hundred five live for like the longest time. Bro, but like WrestleMania night one was really like. The black showcase, it really was. Cause I think like I think it was about seven or eight different black wrestlers. And if about four out of the seven matches, and then all four, one somebody black won, bro. So night one was for us, real talk. <clears throat> now night two. I have so many questions. I have I what the hell were y'all thinking? When y'all just this, y'all had this great night one. It it was, it was borderline flawless. Outside of that women's tag team match, and then we get to night two, and the first thing y'all do is Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. And first they bring them stupid red lights back for God knows why. And then for some reason Alexa Bliss just distracts Bray Wyatt in the middle, like just. Sitting on top of a box, bleeding black blood for God knows what, which still was not explained to this day. He just lost. I I needed the Bible after that match. I was looking for a Bible, bro. Uh, (laughs) No, PG, not at all. That's one reason why I don't talk to white girls. Two. Two, she she needs Jesus. Three, that shit tripped me the hell out. <laughs> I I got whole con- white is not right, so it, it just creeped me out. I don't like her or him. How they managed to make two Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton underwhelming matches? Because yep. first you had the 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 mania match at was that oh yeah when they put the bugs on the ring or something like that, that. The house of they had the hmm. had all the bugs all over the, the mat all over the ring I'm like how how those two are, would be electric together but I'm like how y'all hey, managed to mess it's it up six twice. months like a build of six months and this is what happened bro like because I don't pay attention to Dave Elsa ratings because I really don't care but he straight up gave us a negative one bro. Like dead ass, <laughs> much, much deserved. Um, this it, this high key was just like a sign for the rest of the night, which was next was Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Natalia is legit dumb. Like 
the way the the match itself was already weak, but then the finish just kind of was like the ref kept trying to tell Natalia, hey, like Nia Jax ain't the legal woman. She's not legal. Like it's no point in you putting submission on her. She start playing to the crowd, still put the submission on Nia, and then Shayna come from behind and choke her out. Like if she had just listened to the ref. I didn't. I wouldn't want them to win the titles anyway. But if she just listened to the ref, like if wrestling was actually real, they would have won the titles. Real talk. I don't. I don't understand why. There was only one really, really great women's match. Um, I, I don't understand. The <laughs> next up, all I'm gonna say is for Kevin Evan Owens versus Sami Zayn. They should have gotten yeah. way more than nine minutes. They they deserve way more than nine minutes. Um, they did good with what they had. Um, obviously, seeing Logan Paul get a stunner made my night. That was really the only high point that I had in the night. Um, I mean, it's just Logan Paul. Like I don't know why they brought him there anyway, but I'm glad he got the stunner. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn try to kill each other every time they they wrestle. And it is really entertaining just seeing them go at it. And here, here comes the match of the night. Sheamus versus Riddle. I, this was the match of the night because they – when I said Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tried to kill each other, Sheamus and Matt Riddle went all the way overboard. Like, I got respect <laughs> for boy. Ah, bro, like – Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that was fine. That was fine. He out of a broken. No, basically what happened, like, basically what happened was, uh, like, Matt Riddle tried to go for, like, a moonsault off the second rope or something, and Sheamus and bro kicked him right in the mouth, like, in midair. And that's how he won. It was kind of, yeah, it was like that, I don't know if you saw it from, I think, probably a year yeah. or two ago, when oh, uh, Ricochet yeah, faced yeah. Adam Cole, and then it it was like that when he super kicked him out of the backflip. It was like that, but it was a bro kick. Yeah, bro. Like that 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 was top tier. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I really don't like Matt Riddle anyway. Just some about him just pissed me off. Like, I don't I don't know if it's the gimmick or the not wearing shoes or like when he just kick his kick his slides off and then they just somehow turn into birds with CG. I don't some about it just uh, don't nah. I'm sorry. And then like, no. Um, but that that was my match of the night, unfortunately, because I thought the next match was gonna be match of the night, and it was a complete disappointment between Apollo Cruz and Big E. I knew from the start that this was doomed because I was I was really excited for Wale performance because I love Big E new theme song. When I found out he was performing, I was hyped. But Wale didn't even know the words yeah, to his the, own song. The mic. And then the arena, the music arena, they weren't in sync. Oh, because when you notice when um Rhea Rhea Ripley, when she had her entrance, the person singing for her, she was screaming, and it wasn't going, it wasn't in sync with the arena with the stadium music, and I was like, this is so annoying. So you knew Wale was lip syncing. He spit like the first word of the song. He said it without lip syncing, and it was like, uh oh. So then he lip synced throughout the whole performance, 
And then Rhea Ripley, her entrance, it was just literally screaming. And it wasn't in sync with the stadium music. It was it was bad. It was like it gave me a headache. But just the match itself, I just first off, this new Apollo Cruz thing is racist. Isn't he like what is he now? King he's of, actually he's yeah, he's like saying, I get I he's, he's actually, actually Nigerian, Nigerian, but it's the accent. Like I was gonna say, you, if they're gonna this, say this is worse than Kofi Kingston, like because Kofi King, like that game ball. I hate I hate Kofi's gimmick, dude. For the old one, bro. Like he's not from Cause like dude. even in Kofi case, I know that he was not from Jamaica, but at least he sounded Jamaican. Apollo Cruz just sounds like he. It sounds so fake, and I don't. He's actually African. They could have just done it without the accent. I don't get why. It's racism. It's racism. It's racism. The match itself is racism, cause what the hell is a Nigerian drum fight? What does that even mean, bro? When they said that, I'm like, what does that mean? And then like, I don't. What is it called? A Nigerian drum fight. Basically, it was just a oh, no wait. disqualification match with weapons outside, and they just happen to have some drums sitting on top of some tables, bro. That sound like some slave stuff, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and then um. <laughs> Like I was watching, the, like I was watching the pre-show for night two, and Booker T was talking about some African history in regards to the match, and this motherfucker Jerry Lawler, just straight up, she straight up, just I don't know why he says this. He just says, "Well, I don't get why we're talking about drums. My favorite drummer is Ringo Starr." Oh, hey, like okay, I'm <laughs> I, I'm just. Booker T full of shit for explaining it. And then Jay Lawler, let me catch him. Like, this is and Booker T didn't say anything. Man. Like, I get, you know, like, oh, y'all on camera. But, nah. You, nah. You, you had to, you gotta say something back. Like, Jerry Lawler just, every time I see him, I just get mad. Because I'm thinking about all the all them things from like back in the day, he was just just a perv, and he races too, man. Nah, like, but but back to this match. First of all, it was only like six minutes. They ain't really do nothing. Then we get to the finish. Biggie about to win a match. Now all of a sudden, fucking um, what's his name? Daba Dabakota, whatever his name was. Just comes out of nowhere. It just knocks a dude out. Got on like an African general guard, which was more racism. Then commentary trying to act like they don't know who dude it. I'm like, bro, dude was on like what was it called like raw, raw underground. underground. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. dude was just in it. Like dude just got drafted to raw. Y'all know who he is. And they just trying to play it off like he just some brand new dude that just debuted or something. And that's how Apollo wins the Intercontinental Championship. Everything about that just screen racism. I see you fed up, bro. It's okay, man. Because I wanted <laughs> last match, I might mentally lose it. So <laughs> I'm gonna just relax because you, I'm gonna lose it. I'm you. Right, bro, let's, let's talk about the second to last match. Um, 
Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for Raw Women's Championship. Um, it was okay. I, I, it, it didn't do what I needed to do because, like, I like Rhea Ripley, and like, I was watching NXT, so like, I saw Rhea Ripley go in a last woman standing match with Raquel Gonzalez. I saw Rhea Ripley do her finisher to Shayna Baszler on a pile of chairs. And she was doing basic heel stuff, like main roster heel stuff. Like, talking trash, smack her in the back of the head. Like, that's not what Rhea Ripley does, bro. Like, if her gimmick is brutality, why was she wrestling? Like, it was, it did what it was supposed to do, I guess. Like, Rhea Ripley won, so there's that, but now she's on the main roster and she's in a rivalry with Charlotte Flair. So um, we already know where this is going. <laughs> he called her a bitch on TV. <laughs> that was, that's top tier. I yeah. love that clip. Bro, yeah, that was yeah. But great. I was going to say, Raw's women's scene has been in shambles since Becky Lynch left. Yeah. I, like, I just, it, it doesn't make sense, like, how they literally just managed to fumble. Because, like, Asuka is so good, too, but they just literally did not give her matches on any card. And then they're just like, okay, yeah, you're going to uh, defend it with no build with Ray Ripley. Yeah, be there night two. Bro, because I heard, like, I don't know if the rumor was true or not, but apparently it was supposed to be Rhea Ripley versus Bailey. Matter of fact, that just reminded me, bro. I I I, did, I was so pissed off about this. Bailey should have had a match point and end of story point blank period. Like you could have put her in a triple threat. And actually, no, nah, because that was Black History, so not that. She could have been Billy K partner for crying out loud, bro. Like something. Like Bailey and yeah. Sasha carried the women's division throughout the pandemic. Sure. Bailey herself, actually Bailey more herself. And this is the thing she gets. She gets smacked down the ramp by the Bella Twins, bro. Like, that's all they gave her. The Bella Twins. Like, the Bella Twins, bro. The ones who couldn't wrestle until Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky were called up. Like, the Bella Twins, bro. And, of course, they had to sneak that little John Cena joke in there. Of course. And that's all she got. Hey, hey, hey. It's John's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to the GOAT, John Cena. Birthday, GOAT. I'm watching. I'm listening. Bro. But um, there's that. Um, I can't believe this actually is about to be a conversation. Main event, triple threat match. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Bullshit. Jay, it's all you. It's it's all you, bro. Go 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 ahead. It's all you. First off, I'm not a they Uso. Um, not this new, you know, Uso, Uso all that. You know, I I don't care about all that stuff, man. I need his brother to come back. Um, two. Daniel Bryan being put in this match was just. I'm. I know why they did it because he's about to leave, but he didn't have to be in that match. I'm biased to Edge. I'll give you that. But I'm biased with the rest of the entire world for the most part. 
Roman Reigns is the worst heel I've seen in my 16 years of watching wrestling, 17 years, whatever. I Roman Reigns can't talk. Paul, he, he's the first Paul Heyman guy I don't like. You like Curtis Axel, bro? He doesn't count. <laughs> I'm talking chance. He's the, he's the Paul Heyman guy that like was guy. I, Brock Lesnar, I listen, I get it. He he doesn't like to work. He kicks ass though. It's fun watching Brock fight. CM Punk was my guy to the day he left. You get Roman, Roman can't talk. And the fans don't love him as a heel or a face. Like it's hard being on the reins of WWE. And I feel like this is the first time they had fans in almost a year, I believe it was. And they let him win. And nobody really wanted it to happen. I know Edge, like, they did all that with Edge just to make him lose. I, I just didn't like that. And they had fans there, and they gave us the wrong outcome. And I, it's so bad that this one kid, RJ, I'll shout him out. Yeah. He loves it. What's his nickname? The Tribal Chief? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, somebody like head of the table. Head of the table, my. So he um he even said he didn't think Roman should have won. I don't think he should have won either. I really thought Edge had it, and Jay Uso popped up, and you know, and now it's just like, who does he fight now? Like truly, who does he fight? Like, do y'all have any suggestions of who Roman he's gonna fight next? Sure, I think it's Cesaro now, but. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Cesaro. Um, they could probably be. I was gonna say. <laughs> See now, if if Roman didn't win, if Edge, okay, so if Edge were to win that match, I feel like it had to be pinning Bryant because I feel like that they're so behind this heel run with Roman that they like did not want to kill the momentum that they've been pulling from that the since he came back at SummerSlam. So like I was like I can't see them like outly just straight up just killing it completely with a pin from Edge. But I was like I feel like I thought they put Daniel Bryan in there so he could yeah. take the pin because it wouldn't matter if he took a pin. But Roman pinned them both. I feel like if Roman was gonna win, at least don't bring Jay Uso in there, cause Jay Uso just it kind of messed up the whole dynamic of the yeah. match, I guess. And I actually just read that Daniel Bryan just came out and he just said that he felt detached from the main event, and he he feels like that he might actually be done now. Well, he, he didn't. I would hope so. It wasn't his match. <laughs> exactly. That's why he didn't feel it because he didn't deserve to be there. You lost the fast lane match and you cried until you got put in it. Yeah, like that's BS, man. I I just I don't know, man. Roman, I just can't get behind him, man. Like out of all the shield members, he's the only one I my favorite was Dean Ambrose, because I'm a little crazy like him. I liked him a little bit. Seth is cool. I liked him. He's a good wrestler, but Roman, I just he's the worst part. Champion, and I, I don't. He's worse than Brock and CM Punk. Like he can't talk. What do you think about that, real? You think he? You think he? Uh, right, you think I'm, he... I'm a. As a Roman Reigns fan, I'm, I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. Cause listen, Roman Reigns is not worse than Ryback and Curtis Axel. 
No, I'm talking about champion, not, Dude, not Curtis Axel won a title, bro. Okay, not intercontinental. I'm talking about WWE or World Heavyweight. Okay, in that case, I give you that. But yeah, I know. He's a good heel. Love- like, he's a good heel. Like, shit. This is the best. I like, think this is okay, the best so Roman Reigns we've he's seen. He's not a he's not a good talker. He's, but would you rather have this man that's barely talking, but you got Paul Heyman as the mouthpiece, or about two years ago <laughs> when Roman was saying that somebody was a sucker succotash? Like, no, it's, this is the best work he's been doing in years. It's great, but that thing, like, the only reason he's great is because of Paul. Like, I don't know if you remember when him and John got into that big old, like, argument on Raw. Oh, yeah. Um, that was John, that was tough. That's crazy. It just blacked out on him. Ever since that moment, Vince knew that Roman was screwed on the mic. Mm, I'll say he got John, better. On like, that night. He, he has improved on the mic. But if, like, if he were just to, like, just say a couple of words and let Paul carry him on the mic... And then just do what he do in the ring, that'll be fine. Like WrestleMania was, I'm not mad that Roman won. I'm mad that Edge lost. Like, isn't that like an event or like fifth main event in like six years? Yeah. Because here, here's what I think they should have done. I think that if they were gonna stay with Roman Reigns, like stay with Roman Reigns, what they should have done is had Edge beat pin Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, even though he should have been shouldn't have been there in the first place. And then, like maybe around SummerSlam, Roman wins it back. That's fine with me. And then Edge retires. And then Edge officially retires after that. That's what they should have done. Having Daniel Bryan in there in the first place was completely unnecessary, especially if they were gonna do what they did. Like the the whole stack on the penalty. I'm not gonna lie, that was kind of cold. Because he said, like he literally said out loud he was gonna do that, but nobody actually thought about it. So that joint was cold. I'm just more pissed off about Edge losing. Like, what, is, what was the point of him winning the Royal Rumble? Like, I know, like, a lot, like you can win, like you can win the Royal Rumble and lose at WrestleMania, but it's Edge though. Like, that's honest, bro. I'm not going. I don't want to say the B word again, but Daniel Bryan, <laughs> man. Okay, let's. It's all his fault. He's a crybaby back. Whatever. I'm gonna leave it in the air. Because if he wasn't in this match, I as I would have had a way more entertaining night, and I just didn't want him in the match. Yeah. Like fucking sucker. I was gonna say because some most of the time, like triple that triple threat, like have like like big title championship matches, like as of late, the last few years, they just have not been hitting in comparison, like just I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I don't really like the dynamic of triple threat matches. Yeah. Because it's like it's Especially always that one person that's there just to lose. It's been a minute since I like the last one that I like enjoyed that Mania triple threat. This is gonna kill y'all. But I'm talking like 2000, like 10, 2009, 2008. It was John, Triple H, yeah, and, uh, yeah, Ray oh, yeah. and then yeah, 2009. Big Show and Cena. Where Cena pinned both of them on top like Roman did. Yeah. You like Cena anyway. But um, yeah, I just don't like triple threats at Mania anymore. Just don't. It's always that one person that messes it up. Literally. Because I was excited for the spear versus the spear. Yeah. Like you got Roman. 
like when that one spot when they speared each other, that was that was sweet though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know they couldn't actually hit neck to neck. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get to the last topic. Um this is this is what really pissed me off. The 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 recent releases. Um I'm gonna just go down the list of just 2021 so far, so not even including like more than just the 10 that were released last week in order. Andrade, Lars Sullivan, well, he, he can go. Uh, Steve Cutler, Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, and Mojo Rowley. How you release Samoa Joe? Like, Samoa Joe. That really confused me because he just did commentary. Exactly. At WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And everybody thought he was going to come out of commentary to defeat Roman. That was the plan I thought too, man. I thought that's what was going to happen. Man, I would have been smooth with that. I would have loved to see that. Man. How how do you release some more Joe? Like, I don't I don't get it. like I get he was injury prone, but he was still one of the best talkers, the best wrestlers. He just proved he could do commentary. Like this is like CM Punk in 2012 levels of not necessarily like CM Punk and Samoa Joe on the same level, but Joe just proved he could do anything. And y'all just cut the man. Like, I swear to God. If AEW don't pick up some more Joe, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, um, let's see what else pissed me off. Peyton Royce, they were supposed to be giving her a push, bro. Billy K, oh my god, Billy K was just at WrestleMania, bro. What was the point? Now Chelsea Green, um, she was great. They released her while she was injured, so I'm not, I'm not over that. Uh, don't nobody care about Callisto. Um, I haven't seen Bo Dallas in like six years. So, um, who cares? No disrespect to the man. Um, Mickey James. They did her so dirty. They did her real dirty. Like that, that, oh yeah, from yesterday. So apparently what, what Mike Corona, whatever his name is, the dude was in charge of firing folks. Sent Mickey James all of her belongings in a box in a trash bag with her name on it. And he got fired immediately. Um, as much of a legend as Mickey James is, that's just no, that's unacceptable. Like, if she's retired, that sucks. But like for all these people. They could go just about anywhere. I think they got that little 90-day things where they can't go to another company. But um, if Samoa Joe goes back to TNA, that's the end of his career. Um, I'm sorry. I just make so many TNA jokes. Um, ever since Hulk Hogan just ruined everything, like, then they let AJ Styles walk. and I can't. Impact been good lately, bro. Bro, I can't wait. 
TNA was better than WWE at one point, but I'll hold that to the next episode. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I'm. Well, that's gonna be a conversation for sure. That's uh, that's a little risky, <laughs> but you know, oh, I'm happy for Andrade. Um, finally getting out. They wasted Andrade horribly. Yeah. That made me sick, bro. Because he was, I remember when he debuted, and at the time I didn't know who he was, but literally he did not have a bad match exactly. at NXT. I was like, oh, this dude is about to be uh, the guy if they're not like a guy, like, but I was like, he was electric with that NXT championship. Yeah. And then when he got up there, and then they let go Zelina, and then they just kind of dropped the ball with everything. They dropped him, and then they stopped using Angel Garza. and. Cause I'm like I heard like the next storyline that was supposed to happen was Andrade and Charlotte like had pitched them actually like being on screen, an on screen item, and WWE said no. That was stupid. Yeah. Like everybody was expecting that to happen. Think think about it. If Andrade was paired with his real life girlfriend, who is one of the best wrestlers in the company. Even though she basically like the female Roman Reigns, but actually better, way better. He probably could have been a WWE champion, bro. He wasn't gonna beat yep. Bobby, but um He could have did something, bro. Charlotte Flair gets what she wants, apparently. Man. So man, you would have what is he like 25 time women's champion? Sure, at this point. <laughs> bro. bro. Break the record that her dad has before, like Randy or John Cena for like world titles, dude. Yeah, bro. But real talk, I just want to see John Cena break these last few records and retire officially. You gotta break one, and then I can let it down. Like, bro, bro, like you can let him break Ric Flair record. You can let him break the Royal Rumble record. You could have him win the U.S. title. Wait, not what Intercontinental title, so he can win everything. Like, I'm. Why well, I want to see him and Randy fight for that 17. And I want it as to win, but Randy's so close. I say they go for it and they both retire. Yeah. I'll be good with it. Yeah, but they're not somebody, going to somebody from this somebody from this generation, like from either Randy or John Cena, I feel like they have to break that record before they retire. Because I'm yeah. like Rick Fair carried his generation. Those two we're the pinnacle of the ruthless aggression area. Somebody, somebody from yeah. our generation has right to the, have. And, and I think Triple H is at fourteen. But he, if he gets it, I'm done. I was he not getting it at this point. Be, at this point, say, I don't think he right. likes to insult in championship matches. You know, so man. you see, he did. Do you hear he declined? He declined to fight this year. A word. Um, AJ Styles pitched to fight him. For this year, and he in uh, Triple H said no. Wow, so selfish of Triple H. Wow, nice. And this asshole. Oh yeah, I'm actually glad he didn't. Cause like, if he lost to Undertaker last year and then lost to Triple H this year, nah, I would I would have been more pissed than I am about this whole triple threat thing. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, this is for you. This is why I hate Roman Reigns, too. Because he, Brock Lesnar already beat Undertaker, right? 
okay, that shocked the whole world. Then they made him lose to Roman. It was no significance in that entire that entire win. Listen, nope. Tell me, only- bro. Oh, look, I'm, my, I'm gonna be completely honest, bro. 2014 to 2019 did not happen for Roman Reigns. I'm looking like that. That didn't happen. Okay. But she, it did, no. bro. I'm looking past he, that. I'm looking past that. Looking he was the main that. event of every pay per view for five years straight, listen, bro. You can't say as a fan, it as a fan of Roman Reigns, bro. Listen, I will go. Okay, after Seth Rollins turned on the Shield, he immediately from that point on, it was just all bad. Up until it wasn't up until he came back from his leukemia, where. That that's where like me being a fan really started at. So see, I can't. I don't want to be because I was there that night. Like I was there that night. So I I don't want to be rude. I know how that I've had people have had that before, but I'm not giving him that guilt trip shit. (laughs) Roman Reigns, that match was so pointless, and then he comes back, and then COVID, they get. Without Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns does not exist right now. As a, he yeah, will be the same true. for the past six years without Paul Heyman. I don't think his heel, his heel turn, his heel, his heel run would not be nearly as significant without mm-hmm. Paul. Oh. Because even because even the thing is when he came back with from the leukemia thing, his run was poor because remember he had like a six month stint with Baron Corbin where who literally had they were like fighting to see if he was a dog and then they like poor dog oh I forgot about that that, so that his first run back wasn't even really that good I I completely took that out my memory bro (laughs) because like now I'm getting flashbacks to just seeing the dog food um your boy wasn't good (laughs) he still can't wrestle but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not even a bad wrestler. He's just not a good talker. His move sets are trash, and I'm you. You know I don't like on the range, so I'm going to keep going. Because <laughs> like, what is really his specialty? That super punch is punch spear, Samoan drop. Look at his face, bro. John Cena <laughs> have five moves. John Cena had five moves and we call him yeah, the goal. See, but, okay. but he could carry a match though. Bro. I was gonna say John could carry a 45 minute match. John, hey, okay, that, 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 that is true. That's true. Roman, you go in there, he'll hit you and then he'll get beat up and then kick out of five straight finish five straight finishing moves, and then we'll hit one spear and then we'll win. Roman only got three moves, bro. Roman's not a good technical fighter. He doesn't really give off a brawler. He can actually wrestle better than Roman. I don't like I think he can, honestly. And his matches go like Roman's just not a good wrestler, real. I'm sorry. I was gonna say Roman just got carried by great wrestlers, I think. Cause like okay, AJ I, 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 I will give you that. Because AJ Styles carried that feud between in that like three pay per view stint, even though Roman won all the matches, AJ carried all of those. They he gets carried, but yet he wins every match. Though isn't that crazy? <laughs> and that- I think that I think that's what pisses people off so much about him. 
Vince. So basically, yeah. y'all saying Roman Reigns is Hulk Hogan. Is that what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> I'm not yes. What? I don't But mm. Mm. that's because of who I am and what he said. But <laughs> other than that, mm. Hulk, Roman Reigns is like Vince is pushing him and the fans hate him. How are you turned it as a face? Put it like if John Cena was to ever turn heel, he would be over with every single fan because the fans hate John Cena. Yeah. But John Vince is so stuck on and John Cena's the make a wish, you know, he can't turn he can't yeah. turn heel. But if John Cena ever turned heel, God bless. He he'd win the neck, he he'd win everything. Everything. I'm telling you. Oh like Jordan, he can switch. Roman can't switch and go back and forth. Roman's been in limbo for <laughs> six years. <laughs> Roman don't know what he is. Now he's just mm. a tribal chief. I'm sorry, real, but it, it has to be said, dude. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, man. He wasn't even the best member in the Shield, dude. I mean, of course not. Like, no. It's Moxley, Anna, several. No, of course not. And honestly, the only people that should have beat Tate, well, Lesnar, Lesnar, I feel like he would have been fine either winning or not being the Undertaker. But I think the person that should have beat the Undertaker was Bray Wyatt. I think that would have been the kickstart to his career. I think that would have been the kickstart to his career, bro. Are we talking? My personal pick was Shawn Michaels. I, I wish Sean would have beat him. That's oh cool. yeah, At beyond. Okay, so beyond the, in this newer era, outside outside of that. So after those matches, after after those matches, oh. because those those were legendary mm-hmm. matches. I'm not saying all time. I'm not saying all time. Not all time. Not all time, bro. Okay, honestly, I'm saying, a, I, I I'm saying say after post post losing to Brock, if he were to lose again, I don't even think he's. Oh yeah, I don't think he should have lost to Brock. Yeah. Brock, um, Brock was gonna be Don Rips. So that really was a bad day. I'm not gonna lie. I think that, that left us. Hey, bro, watching that live, I was just shook. I was my mind. What the hell just happened? I'm just like, that wasn't supposed to happen, bro. Mm-hmm. Like bro, because when the ref like when the ref hit three, everybody thought it was a mistake. Yeah, I was like, oh, he just effed up. You gotta get fired. Yeah, bro. Right. Even Heyman, even Heyman sold that. Right. Like he didn't know that he was. Oh god, man. Time stood still, bro. That I'll never forget that the front row. Like he was just stuck. Yeah. I was gonna say. yeah. <laughs> That was on ESPN, CNN. That was on everything. Like, bro, dude straight up went viral. That's crazy. But like I said, Roman sucks. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. We, we we can have we can have that full discussion another time. We we just gonna have to just agree to disagree on that, bro. I'm taking it to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Last one then. Last one. Right. You said he doesn't as the five years writer whatever six years so is he done so in these past year and a half i guess we gone 
was it is this like the best run you've seen somebody doing like a two-year span from him or just in general just in general because i got a person with you no, i gotta think like because i know um, my t- i mean i would have to say like moxie and aew okay because that was that was that was borderline god tier uh wwe was I don't know if y'all was watching WWE back then, though. We was, a, we was a little younger, though. But the best two-year run I seen was Brock when he first came. Oh, okay, man. yeah. I'm talking like four and five. I can tell you that last year, I remember that year perfectly fine how it was. That two-year before he left, best two-year run I ever seen, bro. Yeah. Bro, and that match with The Rock at SummerSlam, bro. Because, <laughs> like, literally the crowd literally switched. Like, because I don't even think Rock was supposed to turn heel that night, but he just ended up doing something after the show. That was crazy. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I wouldn't, I would never say Roman has had like the best two year stretch. Um, it's been a good stretch. Um, his return was nice. Him winning was kind of sus, but. <laughs> Like that that whole thing where he just came out all the way at the end just kind of pissed me off, but I kind of understood. Like I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but that's that's just me. <laughs> like, bro, like if if we, if we gonna take this to Twitter, we gonna take this to Twitter. Because <laughs> if we being honest, COVID really saved him. Because if we if we remember correctly, if it wasn't for COVID, he was about to face Goldberg. At WrestleMania, it was about to be him. So he was about to be the person that was going to be trying to carry the pandemic with no crowd. Oh yeah, all right, I I, I get I get that. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we we gonna have to talk about Roman Reigns more. I'm I'm sick. But if that's everything, that's gonna do it for the debut episode of Hooplex. I hope you guys enjoyed. This was this was really fun. I can't wait to do this again. And we will see you guys next week.